Hello and welcome to Fastener Talk. For this podcast, we have a review of the July issue of Fastener and Fixing magazine, where we look back at some of the articles and go into more detail about developments within the Fastener and Fixing industry. This includes the current situation within the Fastener distribution market, a revised CPR proposal and what it means to the fixing sector, as well as a first-hand report from the Wire Dusseldorf show, to name just a few. But before we go into all of that, I need to introduce my co-host, Claire Aldridge. Hi, Claire. Hi, Will. What have you found in this issue of the magazine? Well, looking through the industry news section this issue, you can see that we have many reports on how companies are achieving record results and growth uh, last year. Isn't that right? Yes, I think most companies will have reported a successful 2021 financial year across most of the sectors within the industry. However, some also mention a few potential concerns Everyone is well aware of the issues regarding freight, availability, etc. But other issues that have been highlighted include interest rates as well as the potential for an economic slowdown. So whilst companies are positive, they are being more cautious about future predictions. Also in the news section, there's some recent acquisitions as well as the announcement of Andreas Bataja as the new EFTA president. Andreas is the vice president head of global supply chain at Bossard Group and has been a member of the EFTA Assembly of Delegates since 2019. Will, you managed to catch up with him at the recent EFTA conference in Madrid. Yes, I was honoured to be invited to the EFTA conference in Madrid back in May and during the lunch break I managed to speak to Andreas after he'd just been announced as EFTA president. After congratulating him, we agreed to do an interview post-conference so we could give his thoughts on the presidency and EFTA as an association. You can read what he had to say in our Fastener distribution feature with the article looking at the key role of distribution within the Fastener market and how EFTA has been able to give distributors a voice and represent them when it comes to political issues, pieces of legislation and technical guidelines. During the interview, I also spoke to Andreas about the current situation regarding material and freight prices and how he sees them developing going forward. Here's a clip. Okay, and obviously another factor is the price of raw materials as as well as freight and kind of labour costs. How do you see these factors developing in the future? Yeah, it's absolutely scary what is going on. Just look at the inflation of prices in the EU and the US. We are talking about 8% and higher. Uh, The cost structure of business is uh, significantly increasing in all parts of the economy. Against this backdrop, uh, a slowdown in economy would hit many supply chain participants hard with the possible consequences of a recession. Uh, I think that we are entering now uh, into a new level of prices, which are definitely higher than the levels we had before the pandemic. So I can give you an example. A container uh, which is on the route from Asia to Europe were cost or was costing in before 2020, I would say roughly 1500 US dollars. And now it went up to $15,000 lately. It came back again to almost $10,000 or $9,000. So before the pandemic, forwarders were not making any money, they said. Whereas today, if you read the newspaper, they are showing record profits. And that's only one player in the game. So 
and and there are a lot a lot of other examples with the same pattern so i don't believe that the prices are coming back before on the levels where they were before 2020 the issues regarding container prices and freight are definitely key topics throughout the fastener distribution feature and we're really grateful to some of the leading fastener distributors for providing their honest and frank opinions on the fastener market at the moment uh, these include dr florian seidel managing director at keller and kaumbach who outlines the problems the company is facing with its supply chain along with its customers especially in the automotive industry and how Keller and Kaumbach is still seeing an uncertainty in the market. Volker Lederer, Managing Director at Lederer, discusses the benefits of its investments in automated warehousing and how that's kept the company in a strong position. Automation is obviously still a fundamental topic for fastener distributors and Lederer is the perfect example of how it has a positive impact on the supply chain. What else caught your eye? Whilst there are many challenges, companies are clearly working hard to overcome these. This includes UK and Irish wholesaler Owlet Jayton. We spoke to Managing Director Ian Doherty, who tells us how the company has still been able to achieve growth through restructuring and investments. He also discussed how the company is looking for a solution to continue to supply its Irish customers with a high level of service following the Brexit transition period ending and the introduction of anti-dumping duties. Another big topic for a lot of companies is freight. Uh, during my interview with Timo Schuller, Managing Director at Akil, um, we discussed developments at the business and also we mentioned the challenges that companies are facing regarding freight. Here's what he had to say on the topic. Yeah, the incoming uh, freight situation, it's totally out of our hands. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of cost. Of course, we have to... Um, charge our customers with it and they have to their customers and that runs of course to the price. Luckily we are in the situation that we have uh, not a deadline where we have to deliver. We're selling on a spot market. It is for us, yeah, if the goods are delayed and it costs maybe some profit and we cannot sell it, make a turnover, but it doesn't cost us any punishment, fines or anything else. So that on this kind we are uh, quite lucky, but of course we yeah, we had containers on the Ever Given there for months. Uh, we had the situation that usually we unload our container in Hamburg. Suddenly we get information, yeah, they dropped the container in Wilhelmshaven, which is uh, 200 kilometers from here. With the information, please pick it up uh, within 24 hours, otherwise we charge you with demorage. So that was okay, it was a little bit of a struggle, but actually that was okay. Now we're facing more the outbound. Uh, it was already before a struggle. Um, space was limited, truck drivers, uh, diesel fee, surcharge, and everything. Now with the Ukraine and the missing drivers, it's even worse. Obviously, the, the sea freight side of things, I, I appreciate that the, the price levels are still dramatically higher compared to what they used to be. But do you see things calming down a, a little bit? Kind of there's not as much volatility there? Or kind of how do you see it? No, I think it's now stable, even decreasing a little bit. So okay. container rates are still compared to two years ago, like on a crazy level, but uh, way lower than they have to be. Uh, they have been before, so it's stable right now. Situation loading situation is actually okay. Of course, uh, if you take Shanghai or something, there you have the struggle. But 
do because of anti-dumping, there is not much from China anymore. It's not the, the, our issue. Uh, we're struggling right now uh, because all the container ships are waiting in front of the coast, like between you and me in uh, UK and uh, <laughs> Hamburg, waiting for unloading. That's now basically the jam, traffic jam we came from the Far East or America to our side where they stuck. Uh, our uh, harbor is totally overrun, also short of staff, which is definitely for us, uh, it's complicated that we don't have reliable transportation. Another big issue was sustainability and what that means for fastener businesses. This was something that Eckhard Beerman, Managing Director at Fastbolt, discussed during our interview. I think sustainability is uh, not only a popular word they come up with. I think it's a very important guideline for company growth plans for the future and business plans for the future. And uh, we have decided about three, four years ago, we have created a project group, a permanent project group within Fastbolt, to, to look at aspects of sustainability of our day-to-day -day business. And that concerns the, the energy we're consuming, that concerns the waste we're creating, uh, that concerns many areas of our daily operations here. And also in the last few years, we have started some major investments uh, on renewable energy, on different areas of our sustainability projects. And we, we also plan to continue that and to, to emphasize on that more and more. And I absolutely see that as, a, it's as an obligation to adapt the, the daily operations that you do also to the guidelines of uh, looking at the sustainability of the business. Yes, in the article, Eckhardt gives a candid overview of the major topics impacting the sector, including the COVID-19 pandemic, anti-dumping duties and Brexit, to name just a few. As well as this, Fastfelt was the focus of our cover story this issue. Absolutely. For the cover story, we focused on the company's 40th anniversary and how both previous investments and future plans put it in a strong position to continue to be a key player within the distribution market. We are just going to stop the podcast there to hear from our sponsor for this episode. Do your fasteners need more slip? The Tectorious Tech Slip line of dry film lubricants are highly engineered and refined friction modification coatings that have been specifically developed for special use and high demand environments. From the smallest screws in your personal electronic devices to large bolts for bridge and building construction and everything in between. Tectorious Tech Slip. Many grades for any purpose. Going back to the fastener distribution feature for just a second, it wasn't just individual companies that we had contributing. That's right. We also had some very interesting articles from a range of associations, including FDS, the German Fastener Distribution Association, and Prismifix, the French Fastener Distribution Association. In the FDS article, the association highlights the key factors impacting German distributors, as well as the potential issues the German market is going to face regarding inflation, which was 7.9% back in May, and the federal government is expecting a price increase of 6.1% for the whole of 2022. Yeah, sorry to interrupt you there, Will, but we actually do have an article from Peter Standring, Technical Secretary of the IMFT, on the inflationary pressures on fasteners also in the July issue. 
Uh, sorry, carry on. Don't worry about it. The other article I was going to talk about was Prismifix, which looks at the developments within the French industry sector, as well as the DIY, renovation and construction sectors. Plus, it highlights the costs French distributors are facing, as well as other European companies, when it comes to exchange rates between the US dollar, which is predominantly used when buying in Asia, and the euro, which is further impacting companies. Anything else? Just one more thing, Uh, there is also a full report on the EFTA conference that I previously mentioned. It really is worth a read as it gives some exclusive insight into some of the presentations that happened during the conference, which focused on big topics such as the anti-dumping duties and the dangers of circumvention, as well as why the fight is not necessarily over when it comes to the duties. Plus there was a presentation on the evolution of steel pricing after COVID-19. On a personal note, it was really nice to be back out there in the market and talking to people about what is happening at their businesses. But I wasn't the only one that travelled for this issue. Claire, you went to Dusseldorf for the Wire show. Yes, as you said, definitely a highlight again for me personally. It was so lovely to see some familiar faces again, as well as some new ones. Uh, Companies were just really happy to be able to exhibit again and be showcasing their latest technologies. What was the feedback from exhibitors? I think it's fair to say that because of everything that's happened and such a long time out for a lot of the companies exhibiting, a lot of them said that they had pretty low expectations for the show. Faster companies were also in a new hall for the first time and they were exhibiting with spring-making machinery companies. But speaking to many of the Fastener companies, they were clear that the quality of visitors was still there and overall they had a successful show. Wire has always been known for the machinery on display. Was that still the case this show? Absolutely. Within the article in the July issue, I do highlight some of the machines that I did see on display. But do you remember from the last podcast, I spoke to Jerry Bupp, Vice President Sales Operations and Marketing at National Machinery, and he told us their plans for a surprise at the show. Of course. What was the surprise? Well, it turns out that the surprise nearly didn't make it because of some shipping issues, um, but it got to Dusseldorf in the end, so the show was used as almost like a, a formal introduction to the industry for National's new lean header and threader. Okay, we're only halfway through the magazine. Well, what can I say? We talk a lot. We talk a lot about a lot of interesting things. So I, I think that's that's the key, really. I, there's one final thing that I wanted to mention, and that was the article from Barbara Sagato, Secretary General at the European Consortium of Anchor Producers. Barbara talks about the revised construction products regulation and how the wind of the CPR has completely changed direction, with it now being part of the bigger European Green Deal. Barbara highlights some parts of the proposal and what it could mean for faster companies if they were to be introduced. It certainly makes for some interesting reading. How about you, Claire? Well, there's so much in this July issue, but if you're going to make me pick, um, I actually had the pleasure of speaking to DNA Business Consulting for an article in our Management and Systems section. Uh, We spoke about how customers worldwide are using flow-centric processware to improve their overall performance and productivity. Here's a clip. I'm Alfred Borson. I am the Director of Digital Transformation and Innovation at DNA Business Consulting. We truly believe in in taking appropriate technology um, and implement that for for customers, for for bespoke solutions that they they are after. We are therefore very proud to be an authorised flow-centric partner in Europe. 
um, in distributing and implementation of their, their technologies and associated products. Alfred and I discussed what Flowcentric was and the benefits it can offer fastener companies. A Flowcentric process where is is more than just a typical BPM solution. It is, it's, it's built on specific processes for organization through the whole value chain. Um, and it is tailored around specific requirements from a client. So depending on the, the scope and the, 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 the requirement from the organization, Flowcentric process where is adapted to fill those gaps. So irrespective of the industry and irrespective of the process that they required, that's interesting. From reading the articles in this issue and previous magazines, it's clear that these types of systems and digitization as a whole will play an increasingly important role in the sector going forward. Absolutely. So, is there anything else to mention? Uh, yes, finally, but no means least, we have some jam-packed product features throughout the issue, including the light duty fixings um, feature in the construction fixings section, tooling dies and punches in manufacturing technology, and sockets and wrenches, and nuts, washers and locking systems in products and tools. I think that's enough, isn't it? For sure. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. And if you have anything you want to talk about or any news that you want to discuss, feel free to get in contact with us at fastenerandfixing.com or you can email us directly using editor at verilummedia.com. Both links will be in the podcast description. But for now, that's it for this podcast. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Will. You'll hear from us soon.